0: Hello, if you're thinking about moving to Chicago or the surrounding area, this is the episode for you, or you just wanna travel there, vacation there, or visit, because obviously there's a lot up there, Uh, more than just Oprah Winfrey, I'm guessing. So we're gonna learn more about that with Susan Edwards. You can see right before me, right beside me, realtor with EXP Realtor up there in Chicagoland, as she calls it. This is Wanna Move There, the show giving central Pennsylvanians the info they need to decide whether or not they wanna move to another area. I am Derek Bixler your host, realtor of 15 years. Uh, I grew up on the hill in Harrisburg, went to Mechanicsburg High School, go Wildcats, and went up to Penn College of Technology in Williamsport for college. Have been back here ever since. Had a few sales jobs before I started selling real estate 15 glorious years ago. If you need to buy or sell a home, please call me, text me, email me, throw a rock through my window, send a carrier pigeon, whatever you need to do. We still need inventory pretty crazily here, and we'll uh, we'll ask Susan how it's up, how it's doing up there uh, in a moment, but if you need something, reach out to me, and if you need to buy, it's a good time to get back out there and start looking. I've got some showings after the episode, and we were talking about that a bit. It's not quite as crazy as it was, so uh, we'll talk about that then, and a reminder that whether you're watching live or on a replay, please ask a question in the comments or just say hi if you know one of us or want to get to know one of us, say hi and uh, say where you're saying hi from, and if we don't see it during the episode, we'll come back and address your comment later. And a reminder that all the replays are on YouTube, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, and on iTunes and Spotify and uh, Stitcher and Google Play and all the places that everywhere it could be. So wherever you'd like to consume your content, you can catch it there. And now I will bring in, actually, I'm going to do a bio on you, Susan, but I'm going to let you uh, say hi to everybody before I do that and while I find your your information. So say hi to everybody.
1: (laughs) Hi, everybody, as they say down here. Um, I am originally from Mississippi, but I live in Chicago Land. Um, we love to call it Chicago Land because it's it's like the Chicago, but it's a huge area. So, um, you know, my hometown is about 60 miles west of Chicago proper. So, um, but it only takes me about an hour to get to the major parts of the city. So that's why I love it. I love Chicago.
0: Yeah, it's obviously a, a major hub of the U.S. um, and cold, I'm guessing, Um, but I like the snow, so, and we'll talk about that too, but, and you're going to have to explain, because you just said you grew up close to there, but in your bio, it says uh, Mississippi, so I'm going to do your bio here, and then you can explain a little bit more and elaborate, so uh, Susan grew up in Corinth, Mississippi, she went to Alcorn High School, she went to Mississippi State University for mathematics, I want to hear about that, her favorite color is red, mine is too, I've got a couple other ones, but that's my official favorite color. Color is red. Uh, my or not my favorite food, your favorite food is uh, steak. And that's usually, I'm veganish, So that means I cave for, uh, meat every once in a while. And when I do, it's usually a big pile of red meat. So I'm down with the steak as well. Uh, Susan does have pets. She does have kids, three of them, 26, 24 and 22 years old. I would not have guessed that. And she's married to Jim and she likes art, watercolor painting, hiking, camping, and swimming. Hello, Susan. Thanks for being with us again.
1: Thank you so much, Derek. It's so fun to be here.
0: So tell us tell us about the Mississippi. So you, did you grow up in Mississippi?
1: So I grew up in northern Mississippi. It's about 10 minutes from the Tennessee state line and about 20 minutes from the Alabama line. In this town called Corinth. And most people um, know it from the Battle of of Shiloh. And it's a very famous historic town. Um, And still to this day, it's very steeped in that history. And um, it's a beautiful town. I I just absolutely love it. And But, you know, I, I grew up there, went to Mississippi state. Um, you know, there's two big universities in the, in the state of Mississippi, Mississippi state and old mass, which of course are huge rivalries. And, um, Many, many people will, uh, of course, you know, argue with me as to which one is the best. But anyway, um, I did get my degree in mathematics um, and I'm just a few hours away from being an engineer. So, ha, you know, but um, I taught for many, many years. I taught art. Actually, it's kind of funny. I didn't really like teaching math because... Uh, Most of the students, I I just didn't understand why you didn't understand it. It just drove me nuts. And so I um, stopped doing that and taught myself art. And then I started teaching art because I'm a teacher at heart. And so Um, But I could understand how people didn't understand art. So I taught it a whole lot better. And, um, you know, but I over the years that my kids, when they would encounter a math teacher, you. Yep. Yep. You are too good at math. You have no clue how to explain it. And so it happens.
0: (laughs) I'm with you, too. I kind of just get math and everybody with whatever they get. They can't get why other people can't get it. So I feel you on that for sure. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Were you so. into math in high school? Were you in accelerated yeah. math programs all yeah. the way through? Were you a yeah. math elite? Is that a thing? Yeah.
1: Um, it wasn't when I was growing up, but I also think when I was growing up, I wasn't interested in that. I was too interested in boys. So anyway, um, but yeah, I was um I was very good at uh, school and all that. Um, you know, once I got past tenth grade, let me say that. Anyway. <laughs>
0: So did you, were you like into cheerleading or sports or band or anything?
1: I was in cheerleading. I was in band for very long. Well, I was in band my whole uh, high school career. Um, What instrument? I didn't play an instrument. I actually twirled the rifle. Um, I was in the flag corps, And so we, and actually we won nationals my senior year in high school. So went all the way to Washington, DC, which was a huge deal. And um, we won nationals for, so it was very fun, very fun. The marching
0: band did or the color guard specifically or what? The color guard
1: specifically won nationals. Yep.
0: Yep. Huh. See, I know what it's called. I was in the marching band too. in in junior high and then we moved and the place we moved to it was not cool to be in the band there so i quit immediately i also quit gifted because where i i grew up i got out of class to go to gifted stuff and in the where i moved to it was a whole extra course with like extra projects and stuff and i was like i'm not doing that so i was kind of like with you we were smart but i I, I, i'm like trying to have a good time here also
1: (laughs) right right i was i was way too interested in boys there for a while yeah Yeah, so
0: anyway. And then that makes sense. The cheerleading and the color guard go hand in hand. Which one came first?
1: Uh, Well, I did cheerleading first, but I stopped doing that because I didn't like, I was the stocky one and I was always on the bottom. So I didn't like that. And so anyway, and I really did not care for those little short skirts either. That was not my favorite. So anyway.
0: So you didn't have any boys that could be on the bottom? Or don't they usually, if there's boys on the team, they take that?
1: we did not have boys at that point in time. We didn't have boys. Um, So we did have a boy in our color guard though. So it was very interesting, Um, but we didn't have boy cheerleaders.
0: I've heard that's actually a great way to get a, because there's so few of them, it's a great way to get our scholarship and they're always ripped. They're like gymnasts. It's pretty much the gymnastics dudes. And they're like, I'm gonna do this and I'll get a scholarship for this. And they're the ones down there holding it. Oh uh, yeah, that's cool. So anything else? So, uh, you chose mathematics, you, so you did not, you got a mathematics degree and then you said you're a few hours short of an engineer's degree. How does that work? Right. Just because you weren't right. majoring in engineering, you'd have to take I, a few I didn't major in
1: engineering. Yeah. And then, uh, but I didn't actually major in education either, although I took some education classes. Um, but I, so when I when I graduated, which was in 1989, they were so hard up for math teachers. If you had a math degree, they would take you. Um, And so I taught in the um, Mississippi for two years and it was just painful. I, uh, to this day, it was painful. And so then I left that and I ended up going and um, I worked for an engineering firm for about six years. Uh, which I absolutely loved. And, um, and then I worked for the furniture market and I met my husband who was in Tupelo, Mississippi for the furniture market. And when I met him, he took, whisked me off to this lovely little place called Sycamore, Illinois. And um, so, and he owned a furniture store there and it was just, I just loved that as well. So anyway, but that's kind of, you know, we've owned, um, property now for, uh, you know, for the last 20 something years. And so that's really kind of how I got into real estate. I was, um, as they say, a starving artist, I was literally a starving artist. So, um, and then I just went to a business class one day and the man introduced me to real estate. And I was like, well, I like that. I really like that. So, that's how I got. And this was how.
0: after you moved. How'd you get to Chicagoland? Cause you said you, you were in Mississippi, you met Jim and you went to visit one of his furniture stores in Chicagoland. Am I following that correctly? So, yeah. So I
1: went up there to visit him really, really liked the area. And so, um, and it liked him of course. And so we decided that I would move up there. I moved up there and lived with, uh, in the area for a year and we decided to get married. So, um, Course, my mom thought I was nuts. So, anyway, <laughs> um,
0: you know, when so you but left your job and you were doing art, is that you were actually so, doing art as a living then?
1: Actually, I was working for the furniture market. And so I actually designed showrooms for space for the furniture manufacturers that came in. So, anyway, it was very interesting. It, it was another job I really, really liked that job as well. So, um, but you know, that man from the north came in and he was absolutely gorgeous and so here i am i was in the north you know so yeah um well it goes
0: together kind of perfectly with the math and the interior decorating kind of stuff and the design and and all of it is perfect and did you ever want to be an architect was that ever a thing that you ever wanted to be
1: Yes, when I was taking, I took some uh, drafting and design classes when I was going to high school. And so, you know, and that's what I loved about the engineering uh, firm that I worked with. You know, we did, we still did hand drafting at that point in time. Um, A lot of it was on the computer, but because of my art skills and my drafting skills, I got to do all of the drawings that needed to be done. So um, it was a lot of fun. But yeah, same
0: here. Mechanical drawing was one of my more favorite classes. I think I took two years of it. Even you could, that's all they had of it. But I think I took it. That was another thing where I just didn't get how you can't get how a cube is draw- like, and they gave you an example. And it's just what how does it even I don't even get it how you can't get it. But
1: <laughs> how exactly exactly. I, I can't I can't tell you, Derek, how many times in the math class, I'd go two plus two is four. Like, what do you not get? And they'd be like, You know, and you're just like, okay, all right. You know, so anyway, but that was one of the things I was lacking in a lot was the fact that I needed some education classes on how to teach math. You know, Um, and it, it is an art to be able to teach math. It really is.
0: They don't teach teaching classes in teaching college. They do.
1: They do. But
0: I didn't take
1: it because of the fact that I, I, I took some, I did take some, but I didn't take, you know, probably the ones that really counted, which was how to teach <laughs> math, you know? So anyway, but. Bro.
0: So then you took this business course and this person, how did the real estate even come up?
1: Well, because I ran my own art school. So for many years I was running my own art school and I was teaching art classes and stuff. I taught art in, um, all of the different schools in the County where I live. So in DeKalb County and I, um, I just needed to learn how to do a grant. So I went to this business class that was teaching primarily how to do different grants and stuff. And he just simply told me, he said, the best way to fund your nonprofit is to do investing and do real estate, do real estate flips. And you know, of course, I had owned property. My husband and I had actually flipped two or three properties at that point in time so i i just said you know i i I have the background i definitely understand it my former uh fiance was actually a builder and so it just made complete sense so i got into it and i started flipping houses and um doing investing and so on and so forth and i started that in 2015 Um, and then uh, my mentor who helped me with flipping and so on and so forth connor steinbrook um, introduced me to exp reality. And once I saw the model, there was no looking back. I could not get my license fast enough. As a matter of fact, I'm still upset to this day that I took the whole online class and didn't go and do it like in seven days. And so, you know, and of course I thought, Oh, I could do it in two months, six months later, you know? So yeah, it was, it was one of those things. I really wish I would have just gone to the seven day class. and got it done. So anyway.
0: Yeah. Good I'm so. with you there. Let's just fast track it and do it. And it's going to sit there better for the test. And then you can forget a lot of that stuff that
1: absolutely. Well, let's absolutely. not stay out. We,
0: we do know it, but we don't use it every day. Anyway, most yeah, of that stuff, that's um, right. we, yeah, that's the legal stuff, which we have to know. But anyway, um, so. The nonprofit, what was the not? Did you say what the nonprofit was that you needed to fund?
1: So I ran this school called the art attack and it was called the art attack because it was in an old building that used to be a hospital. And it was called, it was called the Sycamore <laughs> hospital. And, um, and so anyway, we thought it would be funny to have a play on art. Uh, words or whatever. And we called it the art attack. And um, it was super fun. I taught ages two through adult, um, taught all different kinds of classes. My favorite class in the world was called make a mess class. And um, oh my goodness, we literally, it was literally how big a mess can I make with art supplies and kids? It was unbelievably fun. And so-
0: Was glitter allowed? Is glitter allowed?
1: Oh yes, we, we, you know, we did allow glitter, but I will have to tell you, glitter is my least favorite thing as an art teacher, cause it's so hard to clean up.
0: So anyway, but yeah. Agreed. I, you, know. you can't get away with greeting cards. You can't buy one with glitter on it. It's like, you're sending someone a pain in the, like, you got to wash that sweater, whatever you're wearing right now, 50 times. Cause...
1: <laughs> right. Exactly. It's funny. It really is funny. But anyway.
0: That's funny. Art attack. So is that still in existence now? Is that still a thing?
1: No, no. I will be honest
0: with you. I
1: started flipping houses and I started making so much money flipping houses. And I just, you know, it got to where it was. Um, there was a lot of things that were happening. My husband, he and I had basically foot the whole place. Um, he basically gave me a space for free for 15 years. And so, you know, he just said, you know, listen, we need to sell the building. The building needs to be, you know, in a better shape. So I need somebody in there that's paying rent because we didn't pay rent. Um, And so I thought, well, you know, my community, we've been doing this for 15 years. Everybody loves it. And so there'll be somebody that steps up to the, in the community well, that didn't happen. You know, I tried to teach it in the schools for a while and um, all of that good stuff. But in the meantime, I was just having so much fun doing real estate that I just kind of let it go and just, you know, kind of let it fall to the wayside. So, you know, I miss it. I completely really miss it. You know, um, every once in a while, uh, you know, I just had somebody um, send me some cards and I'm like, I'm going to make a card, you know, and Just every once in a while, I just really miss it. I still do a lot of painting. So, you know,
0: that's what you could do. Uh, like client gifts or something like a painting of a a thing or something. So the space that go ahead.
1: They do. They get one of my paintings. I make everybody who buys a house with me, um, the buyer part, I give them one of my paintings. And so I, I'm through the whole course of the time, I'm asking them questions. What's your favorite color? What do you like? Do you like scenes? Do you like this? Do you like that? And then usually, on, um, you know, depends, you know, if it's a 30 day close, sometimes I don't have time to actually make them a painting but I usually uh, present them with a painting, you know, and they just love it. So,
0: yeah. That's awesome. Framed and everything? Yep, yep. So- How big? Depends how much uh, time you have?
1: (laughs) It depends on a lot of things. Depends on the size of the house. It depends on, you know, like recently, I just had some clients of mine who had a huge fireplace. And so I made them a six foot tall painting. So, yeah, yeah. And they absolutely loved it. So anyway, and I will have to say this, my son, who just lives in Chicago, um, he just said, you know, mom, everybody else has one of your paintings. Why don't I have one of your paintings? And I was like, well, we can fix that. So (laughs) anyway.
0: Yeah, that's great. That's an awesome gift, especially it's going to be staring them in the face every day, making an impact on their life. And that's super cool and better than a gift card to Taco Bell or whatever other stupid things we could get. Right. Sorry to anybody that likes Taco Bell. So Taco Bell is fine, I suppose. But um, so, so you got into real estate. You got into uh, the brokerage world fairly. Re- the brokerage side of it uh, fairly recently. Was it to just do your own deals? Or are you working with clients, or or what are you doing?
1: Well, um, it was primarily just. Um, because I saw the model of EXP. And like I said, I just, it it just makes complete sense to me. Um, But I was wanting to be able to sell my own houses, of course, you know, because that makes total sense to me. Um, And of course, now in the state of Illinois, you cannot wholesale houses unless you have a license. Um, And so, you know, there's that whole aspect, which I totally agree with. It is just, I can't tell you, Derek, how many times I have met a wholesaler who didn't know what they were doing and they could have really, really screwed somebody if they, you know, if I didn't get a hold of that deal and actually help and it happens all the time. And that's the reason why Illinois made it illegal for people to wholesale without a license because you know, um, it is it, it, you're you're playing with people's lives and so you really have to be um very careful about that you know yeah.
0: i mean you're practicing real estate in sub capacity it might not be brokerage so that might not be the right license for it or is it the same license or there's a separate like wholesaling license
1: so in the state of illinois we have they call it uh, they call us a broker it's a broker license but then to be over people, you have to have a managing broker's license. And so that is completely different, but you know, so somewhere, somebody some said, Hey, I want to be called a, a broker. And so they call us all brokers. But when you go someplace else, it confuses people completely. They're like, Oh, you're a broker. No, I'm not a managing broker. I'm <laughs> just a broker. So
0: anyway, we need some kind of nationalized, standardized (laughs) way to talk about it. But I I always get it. Everybody you're brokering, even if you're not a broker, you're brokering things. So you are a broker, even if you're technically an agent and you like in Pennsylvania, I can't call myself a broker, but I am brokering deals. But that's the beauty of of real estate is we can do so many things. You could go get your real estate license and you don't necessarily have to be working with buyers and sellers all the time and doing other people's deals. You could be working on your own. You could be doing commercial. You could be flipping, you could be uh, wholesaling, you could be doing a whole right. host of different right. things. So that's, right. that's the beauty of it. You can kind of make it whatever you're, you want it to be. Um, so let's start. Go ahead.
1: Well, most of the wholesalers that I know, that was the best thing that I've ever done was get my license, um, you know, because I it was like a kid in the candy store the day I got my license and could get in the MLS and find all those deals myself. I was just so happy. And, you know, and that's another thing that I really like. I like working with investors because not very many agents do like working with investors because they think they're wasting their time. And, um, you know, sometimes, you know, it, it you do show people a lot of houses as an investor. Um, but, you know, if they'll buy it and then flip it and then let you sell it, it works out great.
0: So anyway yeah depends what type of investor if they just are new they just took a class on how to flip houses and they just need somebody uh to make a thousand offers in the next two months i'm not that dude but if you're more serious. And right. even if you're new, I'm willing to help, but I, I might not do right. that. But and it depends if it's a house or are you looking for an office building or, or what kind of investor is it? But that can be very lucrative, especially if they're trying to investors usually have some goal. I'm trying to buy so many houses per year, and then they might have to rent them out. You might get to rent them out. You might get to them, sell them and sell the whole pol- portfolio later. So yeah. that's great. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about where you're at. Well, you're not actually there. You're in uh, Mississippi at your, your mom's house. Is that your parents' house right now? That's right, right. that's right. Yeah, yeah. Visiting, but we will talk yeah. about where you're supposed to be at up in Chicago and the surrounding area and you can explain it to us. So before we actually start asking you questions about it, I am gonna share my screen and bring up a map just so we're gonna act like, like people have no idea about anything, if I could find the map here. So here's a map of the, you can see that? I can't see it. You can't see it. All right, good thing I asked, (laughs) because there we go, there we go. There we go. All right, there's our handy dandy Google globe, and there's the United States, and you can see this pin here is where Chicago is, and it's way up at the top right corner of Illinois, and you are right on, what lake is that there?
1: That's Lake Lake Michigan, Michigan. of course.
0: Um, And are you above? I was just with somebody in Ontario. No, you're close to Toronto, Ontario. Or no, Ontario is down kind of there. So you're on par with London. Yeah. Huh. Okay. So that's where we are and then you will explain a little bit about all these other areas and the areas you uh, service but I just wanted to give everybody everybody an idea of where Chicago is if they've been living on another planet and don't know where Chicago exactly. is.
1: Exactly. But you know, people don't know, you know, sometimes they really are Um, You know, kind of confused when they're looking at the state of Illinois and that they think it's maybe more central, but no, it's right next to the lake and it's a beautiful area. Um, You know, uh, people go to Lake Michigan all the time. It's one of our most favorite things to do in the summertime is to go to Lake Michigan and there's uh, a million places to go to Lake Michigan and and swim. We swim there a lot and uh, Um, My son who lives in, um, right in Wrigleyville, we, we literally walk um, down to the lake and go and go swimming, you know, usually do that probably uh, about every other week I go in there and go swimming with him. So.
0: Are freshwater water or salt water?
1: It's fresh water.
0: It's fresh water. It is fresh water. And is it, is it like a true, like they say, when you go out in it, it feels like you're in an ocean and it's, you know, choppy, like, (laughs) and it's
1: it's as big as an ocean. I mean, it looks as big as an ocean because you can't see the other side. Um, But you know, it, it is fresh, fresh water, you know, and uh, it is very cold. Sometimes it's very strange. Sometimes you'll go and it'll be super warm. And then sometimes you'll go and it will be extremely cold and it's like, what happened? You know? But um, yeah, it's kind of interesting how that works, you know? Um,
0: So are there tides like there's beaches, right? Are there, does the tide go up and down like a ocean? It does.
1: It does, but it's not, it's not quite as dramatic as the ocean is. Um, it doesn't ebb and flow quite as much, but it, it does a little bit. Yes.
0: Huh? And then fishing, same kind of fish or are there are different kind of fish in freshwater?
1: There's different kind of fish in freshwater. And so, um, but the Lake Michigan is a great place to fish. And, um, you know, and even one of the, Fun things that we like to do in Chicago is it's called the river walk, and so we will walk on the river. Um, People love to fish in the river, of the uh, you know, all along the river, and that river actually goes all the way down through Peoria um, and goes ends up actually in the uh, Mississippi, and so it's pretty amazing in the Mississippi River. Um, So it's pretty amazing, actually, the um, you know, as far as. Illinois, most people call it flatland. It is pretty flat, Um, but there are lots of places for you to get in the, get in the water. So
0: are there waves?
1: Yes. Yes. It can be quite wavy and you know um, it does you know, Chicago is known as the windy city because the wind does blow, but that's actually not why we're known as the windy city. So, um, but it is pretty windy there. And so depending on how the wind is blowing, the waves could be quite wavy. And so, you know, um, and that's another thing you have to be very careful of on a very wavy day. You you still, you just have to be very careful because the tides can take you out or the there, there are, you know, rip currents even still,
0: so. Huh. So why is it called the Windy City? You can't say that and then not tell us.
1: <laughs> well, it is because in the 1870s, they were fighting with Cincinnati and um, they called us the Windy City because of our politics. So anyway, because we were, you know, when you talk too much, you're blowing wind. That's what they mean.
0: Oh, Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I thought it was gonna yeah. be because you blow with whatever way the wind blows, or yeah, it's not good either way.
1: <laughs> either way, it's not good, right? So, huh? So way.
0: the windy city. So do people there like being called the windy city? Because I would think like you wouldn't want to be the windy city, then, right?
1: Um. Right. It's pretty funny because most people moved here and think it's because it's so windy, you know. <laughs> but um, those of us that are actually into politics um, know the real reason why. And so anyway, um, but it is, the politics can be quite windy.
0: <laughs> so, <anyway. laughs> gotcha. Nice. So, and you mentioned it's a little bit flat. Um, are there mountains or anything you had hiking as one of your hobbies? Is that something you get to do there or do you have to travel to do that?
1: There is a a place called Starved Rock that's about an hour away from Chicago. That's beautiful, absolutely beautiful. And there are lots of different forest preserves in the area, but you're not going to be going up and down any mountains. You know, as a matter of fact, when I was training to do the Appalachian Trail, I really struggled because there was no place to go up and down except for Starved Rock. And um, so that's one of the things that's very lacking in the northern part of the state. But now we're very close to Wisconsin, so you can go to Wisconsin and go up there and go hiking and so on and so forth. You know, so that's the nice part about Uh, especially the town that I live in. I'm close enough to Chicago, about an hour away where I can go and be in the big city, but it's still a nice small town. We are about, you know, an hour to two hours away from any place in Wisconsin where you can go and do hiking and all kinds of things. Um, You know, so it's a good mix of an area, you know, as far as things to do.
0: And what's the weather and the climate like? Is it, you mentioned there is some wind, although that's not why it's called the Windy City. Is it, you have the four seas, you're obviously north. Is it freezing there like we all kind of assume?
1: It is freezing. We do get a lot of snow. It is um, cold. As a matter of fact, um, you know, starting about right, right now, you know, first of October, we start getting fairly cold nights. Like it's in the it's even been in the 40s already at nighttime, you know, but then it gets up to 80 degrees during the day, so it, it's um, it, it does have very nice weather, especially in the summer. It's a beautiful area, it gets very warm even in the um, summertime, um, even quite humid. Um, it, you know, it's as humid as my house in um. Or in my hometown of Mississippi was, you know, it's just not as long, um, I, you know. Like we might have one or two humid days, and then it goes back to being non-humid. Whereas in Mississippi, it's humid for you know forty years. So anyway, that's getting. So, <laughs> yeah, anyway, um, but yeah, it, it's just. You know, and it, it does get very cold in the winter, you know, and that's one of the things that most of the people who live there, that's why you see a lot of people who, you know, once they get to a certain age, they start moving away, um, you know, and um,
0: of course. Do they co- close schools and stuff pretty easily or?
1: No 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 i remember when i first moved there it snowed like two inches and i jumped up and i was like "Woohoo! we don't have to go anywhere we don't have to do anything it's a snow day it's a snow day and my soon-to-be husband looked at me like i've had three heads he's like what are you talking about and i said well what do you mean and he goes no it has to snow like feet before we don't go anywhere And I remember it was probably three years after that, it snowed two feet and that was what stopped us. And it was like, okay, then no thanks, no snow days. Don't want any more snow days, you know, but we do close schools sometimes because of the cold, if it's too cold, um, like this past winter, it was minus 40 degrees and that was the temperature. It was not the wind chill. And so they did close the schools because, you know, that's too cold for kids to go out. So. Anyway.
0: Yeah, that's that's pretty crazy. That sounds like if you walk out you're gonna just you're gonna freeze in place if you don't go to the car fast yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah. I remember
1: when I first moved there, my mom was like I told her that it was minus twenty something or whatever. And she goes, Don't go outside, you'll die and I'm like, Oh, I'm not gonna die, mom. You know, but I am going outside. I've got a huge coat and so on and so forth. And when I first moved up there, my husband, you know, my mother-in-law told me, she's like You've got to go get her a coat, you know. And I went and I got this thing where I felt like I was the Michelin man, like I was like, oh my god, I can't move, you know. And when we got back home, she said, "Jimmy, did you you only got her one coat?" And I thought she meant I needed two coats at the same time. And I thought, "Oh my lord, where have I moved to?" And she just meant I needed two, so I wasn't seen in the same coat from September until you know, May. So anyway, which is one thing. You are gonna wear your coat in between, you know, pretty much September to May. So anyway.
0: <laughs> Luckily those those puffy jackets are freaking everywhere now. I've right. got but they right. are the warmest. They are the best. They, they even are. have the ones that I can squish up into a little pillow and take in my pocket. Right. Yeah. Totally. Right. Exactly.
1: Exactly. So what uh
0: what are the major employers up there other than uh Oprah Winfrey, and let's let's talk about whatever else is there. Is that a big thing? She's still there. Is that?
1: She is still there, but not really doing a whole lot in the city of Chicago anymore. Um, but you know, we've got. The city of Chicago is actually one of the, um, not the city, but you know, we've got some great employment stats. As a matter of fact, one of my uh, favorite mortgage brokers, we just had a big conference on this about why Chicago is still gonna be very strong even if we have a downturn. Um, it's gonna be very strong area because we've got so many really good employers and uh, you know, our employment stat or stats are just off the charts actually. Um, um, you know, now if you look at the state as a whole, now we're the most exited state um, behind California. We're the second most exited state. Um, but that's usually the, the southern part of the state. Um, and like the mid part of the state, Chicago actually gained the population last year. Um, so, you know, as far as that goes, you know, that that really says that we've got a strong economy in Chicago. We've got uh, definitely some strong uh, employment numbers and all of that good stuff. And, you know, the financial industry is the number one uh, employer um, in the Chicagoland
0: area. So is there a big financial district downtown?
1: There is a big financial district downtown, um, but just in general, in the whole area, you know, there's um, just, that's just one of the biggest industries that we have, um, in Chicago land. So.
0: Is there a port there? Can you, you can get to the lakes from the ocean somehow, right? You can, so you can follow the Chicago river all the
1: way down and it goes all the way to the, to, to the Mississippi. And then you follow the Mississippi all the way down to new Orleans. And so you literally, you know, um, but now can. I'm not sure if you, if there's a way that you can get out to, uh, you know, the East coast. I, I, am not a hundred percent sure about that. So
0: yeah, um, I think through the Hudson Bay, you can get, I know you can get into one of the great, but are the great lakes to, I don't know if they're all connected and you can get, but that's, huh. So, um, okay, cool. Um, and then let's talk about what the commute is like. You talked about, you live maybe like an hour outside of, Chicago proper, is that common? Do most people kind of work down there and then live outside or give us a little lowdown of the different areas?
1: Well, now, one of the things that we have seen because of COVID, uh, we have seen a lot of people moving out of the city and they want to move to the smaller areas, the smaller suburbs, kind of like where I live, um, because you can buy like these humongous houses. And um, so we have seen the, the condos and the condo buildings in, in downtown Chicago actually kind of start losing a little bit of value um, as far as that goes. Um, it's still a strong market, um, but it's just not as inflated as it was at one point in time. Um, so when you, know, you
0: say condo, you mean like an apartment style condo? Yeah, right. And you have yeah. those there. Okay.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, in in, in, people who live in the city, that's pretty much what they live in is a condo. Um, You know, they're, they're a, a house. If you own a house in downtown Chicago, it's worth four or five million dollars. And um so most people own a condo, which is worth about a million dollars. And so, like in my area, St. Charles, out towards Naperville and all of that, the median price is about three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. You know, for a half a million dollars, you can have a humongous, beautiful house. So we've seen a lot of people actually moving to the suburbs. Um, and then, you know, so that's actually been very nice for us, you know, because we've had a lot of those people moving out. And, um, at one point in time, back in 2016, 2017, you know, if you had a house over, uh, over 500,000, you could not sell it. Um, but now if you've got a house over 500,000, it's still going to sell within a good 60, 90 days, you know? So, um, as opposed to being on the market for a year. I mean, there were some houses that were on the market for a year and of course, you know, never sold. So, you know, that's, that's actually a very positive thing that's going on in our area. So.
0: So what about traffic? If you were driving, let's say that hour from your place and you're trying to go to dinner, downtown Chicago, what's the traffic like, let's say non rush hour and then rush hour?
1: Well, it's a little bit different in, in the fact that, you know, when I'm going into Chicago in the morning, that's rush hour, but people coming out of the city in the morning, it's not that rush because people aren't going out, they're going in. And so, and it happens vice versa as well. So in the afternoon, people are going out. So if you're going in, so you kind of learn, you know, like, um, what time of the day you're going to be going to what area. Um, you know, but of course many people, like I said, they're, they're coming out to the suburbs and and trying to buy these nicer houses in the suburbs. So they're going to contend with that. You know, a good hour and a half is pretty normal. You know, if you want to come all the way from our area to downtown Chicago, um, and, and, you know, want to work in the area, but we've got trains, you know, the train can get you there in an hour. Um, you know, so most people who are going to commute back and forth like that, they're going to actually take the train, you know, which is an excellent way to go. So, um, you know, and there's and trains, such
0: a good
1: there. Well, there's train stops everywhere, it, you know, every suburb, you know, and there's, there's trains that go, if you were to look at, um, that map again, and you see Chicago, all the roads go towards Chicago. So, um, you know, so it makes it easy for to commute. But now, if you live in Chicago and, you know, like if I live out here in, in, in Sycamore um, and I want to get to um, the northern part, sometimes it takes me you know, like if I want to go to the northern suburbs, it takes me longer to get to the northern suburbs because the roads don't go that way than it does to get to downtown Chicago. It's really kind of strange, you know, so like, for instance, if I'm going to Northbrook, which is another place where I actually sell a lot of homes in Northbrook, it takes me two hours sometimes to get there, you know, I can get to downtown Chicago in an hour. So, you know, it's just kind of interesting.
0: And with such a big city, um, I'm assuming there are other kind of smaller commercial centers outside of Chicago, too. So some of that maybe lives an hour away. Maybe they're not going the whole way to Chicago. They're going to some kind of sub-city outside of Chicago? Are there that kind of sub-cities with office yeah. buildings and that kind of thing where people work too?
1: Yeah, there's there's several of them actually, you know, there's Evanston, um, there's also Schaumburg, uh, Naperville is another one, Lyle, and so they're kind of spread out through Chicagoland um, in the different areas, you know, and so sometimes, you know, even people, they'll commute to basically Schaumburg and, um, you know, because they, do, Schaumburg is, pretty huge. And so they don't want to live in that bigger area. Um, You know, but it's some, you know, some people, it depends on where they're coming from. You know, we get a lot of people who are moving right now from New York and um, you know, they just laugh at us when they're like, well, that's nothing. I'll, you know, I can drive there in 45 minutes. That's beautiful. You know, so anyway.
0: Yeah. And with podcasts and phones and everything these days, I mean, you could be entertained for hours and sometimes I'll even I'm disappointed when I get where I'm going. Cause I want to finish the episode that I'm listening to or something,
1: right? Exactly. Wait a minute. I'm not finished. I'm still want to listen to that. Right.
0: Yeah. So. so what is there to do? We talked about the water stuff, uh, fishing, uh, did we say surfing people do. Can you surf there?
1: Um, I have a very good friend of mine who does the, uh, wind surfing and he's very good at it and he says that you know lake michigan is is one of the best places to do it at um you know but, but you know if you're a sports fan chicago is one of the best places to be for a sports fan because we've got the chicago bears we've of course got the white Sox and the cubs and of course the white socks i mean the uh blackhawks and so you know There's sports year around in this city, and so it it is just one of the best things that there is about it. And of course, um, you know the architecture is, you know, one of my favorite places. Obviously, is the Art Institute, Um, but there's just you know tons of architecture that you can go and see. And one of the best fun things to do is to go to the Willis Tower and go way up. And then you can see four states from the Willis Tower. So um, that's a lot of fun to do. And and, um, of course, you know, um, we're known for Chicago pizza. Um, As a matter of fact, I almost said my favorite food is pizza, but I can't eat pizza anymore. So I've got to just train my mind, you know, pizza's not my favorite anymore. So
0: (laughs) why? Because of the gluten or the cheese or what?
1: Um, yeah, because I'm allergic to um, any kind of wheat. And so it's, it's not necessarily, um, I have autoimmune protocol. And so I can't eat any kind of grains at all. So anyway.
0: Yeah, One so of those. pizza, I would that would hurt me. I, there's, I'm sure there's some type of pizza they make out there, the cauliflower crust or whatever. It's not the same, but
1: well, we're um, known for deep dish, and so it's very hard to have a cauliflower deep dish pizza. Yes. So yeah, I haven't found it yet. So anyway,
0: huh, invent it. There you go, a million dollar exactly. idea. Exactly. So you, uh, lots of sports. That means there's lots of stadiums around. So you definitely get all the big concerts if people want like. To go see Jim Gaffigan or Justin Bieber or any kind of yeah. big venue yeah. act, you yeah. have those. We get all of that.
1: They all come there, you know. And another thing that we've got a lot of is parks, and we're very, you know, famous for Millennial Park, which has what everybody calls, um, they call it the Kidney Bean, the Bean, but it's actually called Cloud Gate um it's just a big silver bean and you go up and you can you know see yourself in it it's a lot of fun and um then of course there's navy pier that's another one that's really a lot of fun to go to um you know but we've got garfield park conservatory brookfield zoo Uh, there are a lot of nice nice parks in the chicagoland area And, and and again we've got a really a lot of forest preserves where you can do get out and be in some nature and stuff so You know it's it's not quite the um city jungle as people call call it sometimes you know
0: and you obviously have a a huge airport hub there um so if you want to fly somewhere you can fly wherever the heck you want to really really easily um but what if people are going on a driving vacation what would be like like here everybody the go-to is probably jersey shore Every summer, right. that's kind right. of the standard kind of thing. There are other things too, but so what would kind of the standard driving vacation up there be?
1: We would go to Wisconsin. You know, we go up to Wisconsin Dales. It's a very fam- uh, famous area where there's lots of water parks and so on and so forth. Um, so that's a fun one. You know, obviously we go around to Michigan and we go to the... Uh, Uh, they call it the sand dunes. They're huge sand dunes and they're beautiful. And so we go to Michigan a lot. And so, you know, those are where we would quote unquote drive to. So, and they're, they're actually very close. Again, you can get to Michigan. I mean, you can get to the um, Indiana state dunes in an hour, you know, maybe where I'm, I'm at, it takes me like two hours, but from downtown Chicago, you can be there in an hour. So, you know, um, you can be up to lake geneva which is a beautiful area up in wisconsin you know from downtown chicago in an hour and a half
0: so pretty amazing huh i didn't even know there were uh, sand dunes in indiana but that's a whole different subject i won't ask about it because we are running out of time but i do have questions about it um so you mentioned deep ditch deep dish pizza as one of the kind of cultural things that you'd be known for there are there any other isms or fun trivia or anything about chicago that you could share with us um you know not really a whole lot of isms you know other
1: than what we've already shared about you know it being the windy city and of course you know all the sports we really are known as a very big sports town so you know there's no no shortage of any kind of sports at any time
0: do you like the you like do you watch the sports there
1: I actually really like baseball and I you know but being from someplace else and I, I kind of because I went to Mississippi State we had a huge um, baseball team and so I really like the baseball or whatever um, I'm not a fan of football it, only because of the fact that, it's so cold here. You know, I like to see football in person, but it's too cold. I can't. So they I just, don't have a dome there. Uh-huh. And so it's it's almost like a a thing where people are like showing what they have to wear to the football game, you know, to be able to survive it and it's like wow, okay. <laughs> so, you know, if if you big time, I mean it's just it's different when you're skiing, you know, you're moving, you know, but when you're just sitting at a football game, you you know, you're not moving and so it's it's cold and it's like, no, that's just not my thing. So,
0: yeah and the seats may or may not be comfortable especially if you're uncomfortable in other ways that little folding seat gets really uncomfortable really fast i'll just really watch fast. it on my bed i got a season pass right here in my heated house. Exactly. so yeah exactly. i'm with you on that one um so let's talk about uh if everybody's moving up there or somebody's moving there um and let's say they average house around here is about three it used to be lower 250 or something now let's say it's 300 um the average kind of picket fence, entry level, detached picket fence house. Uh, So what would somebody get for that 300? I heard you mentioned 350 before you could get something. So what would the 300 get them in? Our
1: our average, it's our average price is 350. And, you know, but you can get uh, like the house that I live in. uh, It's a, it has six bedrooms and it's $200,000. And, um, you know, so it's pretty amazing. You know, it's not, it's not one of the nicest houses, um, but you can get uh, some fairly nice houses in the. You get you some know. good rent
0: on that with six bedrooms. Yes.
1: yes, yes. Actually, I do it Airbnb, and I make a killing. So,
0: yes. <laughs> nice, you're speaking my language. I recently yeah. got divorced, yeah. and when I buy a house, I'm going to be Airbnb out everything whenever my kids are not there. I'll go sleep in a tent in the woods and Airbnb the thing, the whole thing out while I'm not there. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you on yeah. that one. It's nice. So, what about? in the city. Well, let's talk about outside the city. So the the 250 and the 350 all those price ranges are outside the city. I'm assuming yeah. more out yeah. where you are 30 minutes an yeah. hour away. What yeah. what would like a 500 grand out there get them?
1: Oh, it would get quite a very nice house. I mean, you know, you could get anywhere from a four to five bedroom, all brick um house with lots of land. Um, you know, just recently I actually had buyers who bought a, it was two acres for $350,000. It was two acres. It had a shop that was a 1200 square foot shop. Um, it had a four car garage. Um, and you know, it was a beautiful piece of property for 350,000. It was just insane, you know? And, um, so you can find some incredible buys you know um, in this area and it's such a nice little town you know um most of the suburbs are, are very nice areas and um you know you hear a lot about the crime in chicago that's that's actually in certain areas and um it's well documented where those areas are and so you just stay away
0: from them you know And is there new construction happening everywhere too? A lot,
1: a lot, a lot. So almost any suburb you go to, there's um, definitely a lot of new building. And so um, as far as that goes.
0: And is that if you were spending like a five to 700 on a new build, is that typical neighborhood we would picture with, uh, I don't know, quarter acre lot, maybe a half acre lot? um, three car garage probably here that would get you once you hit the 500-ish, 3, 2, 500 ish, three, 2,500, 3000 square feet. Does that sound about the same? Yep. Or
1: Yep. Yep. That's pretty much it. I mean, you know, like I said, you can for 300, I just looked at one yesterday, 389,000 and it was, you know, a three car garage, um, on a nice quarter acre lot, uh, everything new all granite, everything, you know, so it, it was a beautiful house for that. And it was,
0: 3,200 square feet. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, it sounds like you can get a lot for your money there. Pretty similar to here as long as you stay out of Chicago. And we talked a little bit about it, and I don't want to talk about it too much because most of the people moving to that area probably are not going to be buying those condos and that stuff down there. But um, it sounds like it's more like New York City town in actual Chicago proper. Um, one question I have about kind of more of the suburbs um, are there, HOA's in the, the different subdivisions? Are there gated stuff?
1: Yeah, it it really depends. You know, in some neighborhoods, there are, um, a lot of HOA neighborhoods, you know, especially the gated ones. Um, but for the most part, no, I mean, you know, only in the condo areas, do you have any HOA fees? Um, you know, as far as that goes.
0: Do you have basements?
1: We do. It's it's a rare find when you find something that doesn't have a basement, Um, you know, and it's usually in an area that has a high water table. Uh, Like, for instance, right around some of the um, Fox Lakes, those kind of areas, they have a high water table so that you don't find as many basements in that area.
0: And do you have well and septic homes sometimes? Is that allowed? I know some states are weird about water more the desert states, but I know in Pennsylvania, we can, mm-hmm. as long as you get yes. it certified from the township, yep. you can drill and suck out as much water as you want yep. from the ground.
1: Yep. You know, we, uh, those are more in the rural areas, which you you've got to go, you know, I live out in Sycamore, which is about 60 miles West. Now you've got to go even further out pretty much than that to find a whole lot of places where it's only well water. I mean, there, there are some places, you know, I did sell a house last year that had to be, uh, well certified, um, you know, but yeah, it's not that big a deal whatsoever as far as that goes, you know. Um, so,
0: and then what if somebody has like a million bucks to spend? They're moving. We're getting a lot of people from California actually that are, you know, they sell that thing there, and what they're getting there, they can buy four houses here. Exactly. Um, exactly. So, a million bucks. Somebody wants a palace, or what? What do they want? Do you get fifty acres with that, or it depends on the house you're getting? Well, or it well, obviously, not Chicago, because you're getting right, an apartment right. in Chicago. Well,
1: right, but you know, the thing is, is like um, in in you know, out in the suburbs, you, you can you can find beautiful homes, you know, that are only three, four bedrooms. But are extremely elaborate and in a nicer neighborhood um, for five, six hundred thousand, seven hundred thousand. You know, so it just really kind of depends, you know, on the quality and the. You know, I don't want to say on the quality because you know that house that I saw yesterday, that it was a new build, is an extremely high quality house. Um, It just really kind of depends on the area. You know, you're if you're going to be spending that kind of money, you're going to be in the more for the lack of a better way or word a swanky neighborhood. So, sure. um, you know, but do you, you have can. any
0: like old mansion districts. We don't really hear well, I mean we kind of do, but not much, but I, I would assume Chicago probably has some district with historic few, mansions actually. that cost $2 million just to keep the thing right. running.
1: Right. Right there, there are some very nice areas. Those are usually the Glen Close, the Wilmets. Um, you know, Winnetka is the in in one of the highest priced neighborhoods in Chicagoland. Um, I mean, you know, the average sale price in Winnetka is 1.2 million dollars, so you know, um, but those are they're usually very big houses, you know, they're not really small, so.
0: And then you have like the brownstone row houses in certain places in Chicago, and then I'm I'm assuming some of these other kind of sub metro areas also have some older stuff. They're all no, they're not all brand new or anything, right?
1: Right, that's right, that's right. But you know, out in the suburbs, you, you just really have those brownstones, mostly in Chicago, um, and on the south side of Chicago, you'll have some of those. As well, because, you know, that's originally uh, the suburbs were the was the south side of Chicago. And um, so you'll have homes that were built in the, you know, 1910, 1800, you know, late 1800s, you know, and they're just row after row after row of houses or whatever. Um, and it's pretty amazing, you know. Um, but the the 1950s is when most of those houses were being built in the suburbs and um you know they're the 1950s look you know of course we've got a lot of a lot of areas where they're tearing those down and they're building up you know we call them the mcmansions but you know that's happening a lot in different areas
0: yeah i prefer an older house myself but i also don't like taking care of them so there's a a catch there i guess once you spend yep. the money to yep to upgrade it, then you don't, then it is no, yep. I suppose. So right. we're gonna end it off with something that has nothing to do with real estate or Chicago or anything. If you didn't do real estate and you couldn't flip houses, um, and you couldn't Airbnb or broker deals, what would you do? And I think I know what the answer is going to be, but tell us.
1: I, I would actually go back to my roots and be an artist. I would definitely, you know, and, and that is my goal. Eventually I will, you know, have enough passive income on my real estate and, and you know, the way the model at EXP works, I will definitely have enough income coming in from that that I can just you know um, go to art towns and be an artist so that's what
0: I would do. Sweet I might have to uh, hit you up for a house painting you should do you do commission works for others? <laughs> I do I do. I
1: tell a lot of people, well, actually, one of the things I'm the most uh, uh, talented at is actually painting trees. Um, I've actually done tree portraits of pe- for houses. And, you know, if they had an old tree that got taken out because of a storm or whatever, um, you know, that's what I do. It's kind of interesting. But trees definitely, you they, they're just like a person. They've got to look exactly like the tree. So it's pretty amazing. So.
0: Yeah, that is cool. And I could see how it could be complicated with all the little details and whether it's fall or summer or when. Yeah, that's cool. And I'm looking yeah. at the clock. We got about 60 seconds and I warned you it was going to come to this. <laughs> so we're going to rush away. I've got her contact info on the screen and everybody can hit up the description up or down or wherever it is, wherever you're listening or watching it. It's in there. You can find her all over the place. Uh, contact me if you need to buy or sell a home. We still need inventory. Call me, text me, email me, throw a rock through my window, send a carrier pigeon, whatever you need to do. We still need inventory and a good time for buyers to get back out there thanks everybody for watching and or listening and uh thanks for being with me susan this is awesome thank you so much Derek. it was a blast
1: see you everybody